This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L. It fuses streaming and free-to-air TV into a single experience, which means you don't have to go in and out of apps to discover content you'll love. Hubble, it's TV and streaming made easy. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 11th of July. In your squiz today, Sri Lankan leaders resign. The assassination of Shinzo Abe. Musk wants to bail on his Twitter buy. And tattoo regrets. This is your squiz today. Starting in Sri Lanka this morning, Claire, where both the president, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, and the prime minister, Ranil Wickremesinghe, have agreed to resign. It follows a weekend of huge protests. The vision of people marching is really quite something. The prime minister's home was set on fire. The president's official residence was stormed as well. Sri Lanka is in a world of economic trouble right now, with the country officially declaring itself bankrupt last week. And it's also run out of foreign currency. That means there's been fuel shortages, also food and medicine shortages, and that has left people pretty angry. Uh, In recent times, there's been a ban on fuel sales for private vehicles, so it means that many people haven't been able to make a living or get to where they need to go. Uh, It's come down to dodgy government policies. After Rajapaksa uh, took office in 2019, he slashed taxes. He also resisted help from the international. International Monetary Fund to deal with their debts. And he also backed a ban on chemical fertilisers and that really hurt their cropped yields just as food prices were soaring. Uh, The pandemic then came along and just decimated their tourism industry. So they haven't had a lot of foreign currency in their hands. And when the war in Ukraine came around and drove up energy costs, it really was too much for Sri Lanka's economy. Uh, What it has done in recent months is say that it's trying to deal with things, but it hasn't made much headway and the people are very angry. The President Rajapaksa has said he will go on Wednesday and the Prime Minister will follow after that. The plan is then for an all-party coalition, but there are those that are sceptical that the President will actually go. Yep, some experts say that they need to see that actually happen before they start talking about what happens next for the country. Uh, Also, the protesters are very sceptical. They have vowed to occupy those leaders' residences uh, until they actually are out of office. Uh, But when we look ahead, it really does come down to all hopes being on a deal with the International Monetary Fund for a bailout package. The IMF is hoping for a resolution to the political turmoil so that talks can resume. Zoom. It's an ongoing situation. More to come on this one. Over to Japan now. Former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated on Friday, shot twice from behind while speaking at a campaign appearance. The news shocked the world, Claire. Gun violence in Japan is extremely rare. It's very rare, so there is shock about that. Uh, Also, political violence is very rare. So when they talk about elections and campaigning, it's very common for political leaders in Japan to be really up close and personal with the people, and there's very 
few incidents, so it is quite shocking for them. Police have shared very little information about the incident at the moment, but what's been leaked to media uh, is a portrait of Tetsuya Yamagami. He is the man who has been accused of assassinating Abe. Reports say that he has told investigators that he did it because he believed that Abe was linked to a religious group that ruined his mother financially, uh, that he had also stalked Abe to other cities and he was determined to kill him. The Abe family will hold a wake today and a small funeral tomorrow. Tributes have flown for Abe with former Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull saying Shinzo was unflappable, always calm, good-humoured but firm. Foreign Minister Penny Wong has met with her Chinese counterpart at the G20 Foreign Ministers meeting in Bali. It's the first time there's been a face-to-face meeting since 2019. While Wong said the meeting was a good first step for both countries, there's still a fine line to walk in re-establishing relations. There is, particularly when we saw some more detail come out yesterday from China's side about how that meeting went down. What China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi said is that Australia needs to seize the opportunity uh, and also take concrete actions to, and this is the quote, uh, come to a correct understanding of China. Uh, According to reports, China has also laid down four demands of Australia to get things back on track. And they include things like Australia treating China as a partner and not an adversary. Uh, Also that we must adhere to a path of seeking common ground while reserving differences, uh, not targeting or seeking to control third parties, and that includes our relationship with the United States, uh, and also building a positive and pragmatic foundation of public opinion, which of course is a very difficult thing to do when Australia has free Mm. speech and free minds. They also went on to say that the Morrison government was irresponsible. It's a fine line for the Albanese government to walk because they've also condemned China's aggressive behaviour on the world stage. Wong says that while the two countries have their differences, there is a path to walk to see if it can lead to a better place for the two countries. More twists and turns in the Elon Musk slash Twitter takeover saga, Claire. Two months after saying the deal was on hold, Musk is now wanting out of it altogether. But Twitter isn't letting him off the hook. No, Twitter is going to head to court. Uh, They say that he is required to close the deal. Uh, That comes down to the agreements that were signed when Musk agreed to acquire the company. Uh, Musk, for his part, says that Twitter is in material breach uh, over provisions in that agreement. Uh, What that comes down to is that Musk says that Twitter has millions of spam and fake accounts, and that certainly wasn't what he was told when he agreed to buy the company. It's a 44 US billion dollar deal. That's 64 billion Aussie dollars. What experts say is that even though Twitter is on sound legal ground, it would be very difficult to force Musk to shell out that kind of cash. Yeah, there are very few examples of someone being forced to buy a company they don't want, and any examples have been much smaller businesses. Still, a few more twists and turns to go in this one. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online 
kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today. In sport now, Novak Djokovic has claimed his 21st Grand Slam and 7th Wimbledon title, beating Aussie Nick Kyrgios in four sets. I know it pains you to say that, Larissa, you're not much of a Djokovic fan, (laughs) but he has overtaken Federer to now have 21 Grand Slam titles overall. He's won behind Rafael Nadal, who sits on 22 Grand Slam titles, so it really is very tight at the top there. For Kyrgios's part, uh, what the reports this morning say is that he played very well, that he had his usual flourishes, particularly going after one spectator who he said was talking to him uh, at one end and she'd had a few drinks under her belt so he wasn't much appreciative of that Uh, but Djokovic said to the Aussie that things are starting to come together for him and hopes to see him in the later stages of more Grand Slams. As for the women's singles title that was taken out by Elena Rubikina over Ons Jabor. Huge congrats though to Aussies Matt Ebden and Max Purcell on winning the doubles title the first Aussie pair to win at Wimbledon since the Woodies 22 years ago and to Sam Stoza and Matt Ebden on their runners-up in the mixed doubles. At least one in four Australians have a tattoo, and along with that stat is probably a high number of them with tattoo regret. A tattoo removal company has given a bit of insight into the ones high on the laser list, Claire. Yeah, apparently tribal-inspired markings are the biggest on the list to be removed, about 31% of tats that the tattoo removal experts' removery are taking off people's bodies. Uh, The Southern Cross is next, Mm -hmm. um, 27 percent of their work comes from those closely followed by butterflies <laughs> at 26 percent i imagine that's more of a female clientele mm. than it is male mm-hmm. um when it comes to how those tattoos get on bodies what removery says is that bets and dares account for about 14 percent of tattoo regret I wonder where boozy nights out fits in on that one other common tattoos getting taken off include the infinity symbol angel wings dolphin anchors, shooting stars, and foreign writings and phases. So it gives you a really clear idea, I reckon, of the late 90s, early 2000s. Before we head off, Claire, a bit of a heads up to any parents of primary school kids listening. While some head back to school today, many are still on school holidays. So firstly, we hope you're all surviving. Secondly, we've got something to help with that. The Squiz Kids podcast is pushing out a bunch of fun content in the subscriber specials if you listen in Apple Podcasts. And there's a free trial running. So jump on that and get access to podcasts on all sorts of things from kids versus adult quizzes to deep dives into Marvel characters, explorers, animals. There's a ton of good stuff that will keep the kids entertained. Head to Squiz Kids in your Apple podcast to check all of that out. That's all from us. Have a good one and we will be back with you tomorrow.